What up, Tate Schoolers? Welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Miss Rasheed Malcolm. She is the organi- the founder of uh, Form to Neighborhood and so many other things. I'm not going to even, even try to tell you all of what she does because it's absolutely amazing. I'm going to let her speak for herself. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Miss Malcolm? Yes, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So please uh, tell the the audience what all do you do? Because you told me before we started, it's just absolutely amazing. So please, um, please educate us. Okay. <laughs> so I am Rashi Malcolm. I am the owner chef. Um, well, actually, I call myself a co-chef now. Um, I share those duties now um, with my husband. Um but I am the owner of Rashi's Cuisine. Um, we are one of uh, two uh, Jamaican restaurants here. Uh, we have a food truck. Uh, we have a to-go restaurant. We offer private uh, chef services, and we do lots and lots and lots of catering. Hmm. I'm also Rashi Malcolm, the founding director of the Culinary Kitchen of Athens. We host the annual um, first ever Athens Winter Market. We're now on our third year. We also host the Downtown Culinary Showcase as well. Um, We work with several local businesses here in trying to help bridge the gap so that they can go from cottage food licenses to commercial spaces and those who are looking for food truck spaces. So we've been working for several years now trying to get a commercial space up and going for those who want to be able to uh, have a food truck space um, and those who want to have commercial space so that they can sell retail. And then as you brought me on the show for, mm-hmm. I'm also Rashi Malcolm, <laughs> the founding director of Farm to Neighborhood, which is two components. There's Farm to Neighborhood, the mobile farmer's market, and then there's Farm to Neighborhood Foundation, which is um, my local 501c3. Mm. And so there we focus solely on fresh fruits and vegetables, um, primarily right now. Um, but we um, will be opening um, to selling meats and grains and just essentially being a grocery store on wheels. And then the foundation is what brings in our donations and allows us to be able to help others. I guess. That is absolutely amazing. Um, That's a lot of work and definitely needed. What sparked the idea? What made you say, you know, I need to go on this path. I need to start. I need to start this. Well, actually, I started in business when I was 17. Mm. And so I couldn't be an official business until I was 18. And, you know, we have a little running joke, like every 10 years, I become more official. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. until you need to know it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So until somebody comes up and says, do you have this license, this certification, this insurance, this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, I need that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that was actually that mindset is really what helped spark the culinary kitchen of Athens. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides the fact of, having worked in a lot of farmer's markets um, and being a farmer's market vendor myself and seeing the need that during the winter time, um, there were no markets. They're all closed. Yep. But yet we all still need income. And so what a lot of people didn't realize is a lot of the vendors that they love so dearly for seven to nine months out of the year were living on assistance, you know, government assistance mm-hmm. for those other three years. And so 
it wasn't that they weren't making money, but not enough to tie them over for three months. And then sometimes they had product that was left over that they weren't able to sell. And so product loss, of course, is revenue loss. And so we wanted to be able to find a way to make that work for everyone. And so we started the winter market. So I'm really proud of that because now a lot of markets, especially having gone through COVID now, are now actually year round or they're opening earlier in the season. Um, and so this is giving a lot more opportunities um, to these um, small businesses and local vendors, which is great for the community. Um, as far as uh, farm to neighborhood is, <laughs> farm mm-hmm. to neighborhood is concerned, um, we actually, um, before COVID hit, um, I recognized that there were a lot of food deserts in Athens. And there were a few of us who would talk about it, but it just seemed like it was just like a lot of talk. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we would talk about the things the community need and I'm more of an action person. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, what can I do? And so a group of us got together and we've been talking about all different things. Like, you know, if we had money, we would do this. And if we had this, we would do that. And it's like, wait a minute. I have a business already. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I have a food truck. You know, mm-hmm. I have this, I have that. And so how do you make that work? And so what usually takes two weeks <laughs> to get approved for a SNAP EBT, it took me eight months. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because I really had to work hard to convince the USDA that I wasn't trying to get, uh, accept uh, food stamps for my restaurant yeah. <laughs> and my food truck. <laughs> and it was legitimately for, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables for my community. Yeah. And so after pushing really, really hard, we got that through. And those same group of friends that, you know, we all, you know, kind of, you know, that was rallying behind me like, okay, you can do this. It mm-hmm. was just kind of like push, push, mm-hmm. push. You can do this. Yeah. You can do this. And so we formed a board and we got ourselves a 501c3 and, we just set off to help the community and that's what we're doing. Wow. That's amazing. Cause you, you know, again, like you said, most people just talk and talk and talk and there's no action behind it, but you actually, you took action and you saw something that was needed in ahead of the pandemic, which was definitely good. Um, um, just to be able to supply and fulfill that need, uh, during the pandemic, uh, how has, how has it affected, have you been more busy or have you not been busy during the pandemic pretty much? So that's kind of a, a, a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on the one hand, when the pandemic first hit, um, I was actually in the middle of opening my brick and mortar, mm. getting the, the food truck registered, getting everything going, and then the pandemic hit and all the offices closed. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, so at least I still I have I hold multiple licenses. So one of the things I say is very smart about what someone gave me advice about years ago, and I always make sure that I that I let people know. You know, I didn't get here by myself. Along mm-hmm. the way, there were people. I mean, even if they just gave me a piece of advice, put a bug in my ear, made a suggestion. Like I, I'm like a, a sponge. I soaked it all in and I listened and I may have not did it at the time when they told me, but eventually I got around to it. And so I split my business up several ways and I hold several different licenses. So I was able to, um, still be able to provide food, but we were like, me and my son was driving it in our cars to people's homes. Mm. Right. We had people calling us all the way from Oglethorpe County, Greene County, 
I mean, you would be surprised at, you know, mm-hmm. how many people were calling because they, they were too scared to leave their house or, you know, everything was locked down mm-hmm. or they're in areas that they don't have access, you know, to food. Yeah. And so um, that's how we started. So that was very, at first, very small scale. And then people were like, oh, Rush, he's delivering, let's yeah. call. And then it got to be too big for us. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was, is that, so while the rest of the businesses were open, their signs were in front of the door, people were like going around town, taking pictures of their business and posting, support this person, support this person. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of forgot about me because my <laughs> sign wasn't in the front of the door. And I wasn't open. <laughs> so, so on the one hand, you know, we we were we were still able to eat. Mm-hmm. How about that? I will say, you know, um, we were behind in the bills, but we, mm-hmm. we yeah. were still able to at least keep them on long enough that they didn't get shut off. Um, yeah. But um, we definitely were were very slow. And mm-hmm. then we had a young lady um, named Karina Gallagher, and I know she hates that I shout her out like this. She's actually now representing District 2 for the school district. Mm. She called me up, and she said, hey, girl, she was like, oh, I need a catering. You think you, you could get some time and maybe help me out with this? You know, I need to feed the school district in Oglethorpe. Mm. So I said, hold on, girl, let me check my calendar. <laughs> 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 I said, it looks like I may be available. So from, from that, um, you know, she, you know, with, when she came to pick up the food, I, I told her the joke. I was like, you know, girl, I ain't had nothing on my books. Trust me, I was mm-hmm. available. And she mm-hmm. said, what? Mm-hmm. So then, you know, she put it out there and people were like, wait, Rashi's available? Rashi's mm-hmm. available? And then it kind of went from there. So nice. I started um, writing a lot of grants, um, writing a lot of proposals. Um, and then actually I was... <laughs> My family, I thought my family was going to kill me. So I actually was putting out a lot of the original community food I was putting out was actually being put out of pocket. Mm. We didn't receive any funds for the initial meals that I was putting out. Mm -hmm. And then eventually people were like, oh, yeah, that's right. Rashi does feed the community. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rashi has done this and she's done Mm -hmm. that. And so those people who I used to feed for free or heavily discounted, all of a sudden they're coming in like, we got a grant for this. We mm-hmm. can pay you that. Could you do this? And then that's how I was able to continue to maintain. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, uh, again, we have to help each other. Um, like you said before, oh, you, you, you support the community to communicate with the community will actually support you. And I talked about, we talked about your location. Why is your location so significant or where you, where you operate your business at? You know, it's funny because people really do believe. First of all, I'm in the Iron Triangle, mm-hmm. um, so I'm on Vine Street. You know, I what they call it, AKA the Block. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of people was like, "You're not going over there, are you?" <laughs> I was like, "Sure, why not?" You know, when I was on the West Side, it was considered rough where I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so people are like. Well, no, you know, you're Rashi, you know, you have this mm-hmm. reputation and you have all this going for you and da da da. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. everybody has to eat, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
you know, Mr. Ellison is the owner of the plaza over there. And I mean, when I tell you, he is amazing. He is amazing. Um, you know, I didn't have the kind of money that people believe that I have. Mm-hmm. And so where they're like, oh, you know, you can afford to go here. You could have did this. You could have. No, no, actually, <laughs> you know, but Mr. Ellison and I had talked several years before. And then at that time, I just wasn't, I wasn't ready to go over there. Um, financially, I couldn't make the move, you know, things, things, life was happening. Things were happening mm-hmm. and I was building a brand and I just believe God has everything in his time. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because if I would have went over there, as Rashi before, I don't think I would be the Rashi I am now. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I, I wasn't doing as great on Tallahassee road as a lot of people believe I was popular by name, but definitely not by money. Oh uh, yeah. And it took me going through some things and having $8 days. Mm, wow. <laughs> like literally somebody would come for the day and buy one plate, like wow. one plate. So it took me going through a lot of those um, heartaches and headaches and uh, what am I doing? Like, I should have stuck to just catering. Like, mm-hmm. why did, why in the world would I open a restaurant? What was I thinking? You know, um, it took me going through that to then be able to go to the east side in an area that, you know, people don't believe there's a whole lot of opportunity for economic development, which there is plenty. Mm-hmm. And especially for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me being able to go over there and I'm over there now with more than I had when I was at Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm over there with a 501c3. I'm over there with a farmer's market. I'm over there with a, with a food truck. First of all, there wasn't many places that I could have gone that would have allowed me to house all of my businesses under one roof. Yeah. You know, normally they would expect you to have different doors with different numbers on them. Mm -hmm. And when I say that God worked that thing out, he worked it out where I was able to put everything under the same roof, which Mm -hmm. means I share expenses with my business. You know what I'm saying? And I can still have individual employees and we can, you know, do everything we need to do. And a lot of the things that I do, um, they really do intertwine, Mm -hmm. right? They're Mm -hmm. all related to food um, in different aspects. So, it, it was a blessing to be where I am now. And the community really does support. And, and I support the community. So yeah. it, it just made sense. And it was the right time. And it was the right thing to do. Absolutely. And I, and I, I, I actually, we went into it, but I didn't ask. How long have you actually been uh, been doing this? Like, when did it start? Because you say your first business was when you was seven, 18, right? Yes, and, and I'm 45. Okay, so it has <laughs> so been almost 30 years. Okay, okay, so it's 30, 30 years of business, um, form yes. to neighborhood, uh, the food truck. I want to talk about the process of a food truck because, of course, well, I guess they're still popular, but it was really popular years a couple of years ago. Everybody had a food truck. It is like mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> but now you don't see that too much anymore because, like yourself, the the real people still here and a lot of people lost those trucks. What was the process and when did you say, Hey, I need to, I need to start. I need to get this food truck. When did that happen? So what a lot of people don't realize is I actually was working on getting my food truck five years before I actually got it. Mm, mm. Um, and I couldn't find a space. Like they wouldn't 
um, approved me to get a food truck at the restaurant I was at on Tallahassee. So that goes back to, again, yep. timing, space, place, everything. Yep. And so, um, and then there was a lot of, there was a period where it seemed like they weren't approving anybody. And I do want to point this out for those who are listening, because I'm sure you have a lot of listeners who may be interested in food trucks or think they know people want to go into food trucks. Um, one of the reasons why you don't see as many, um, just like how a lot of the mom and pops leave and then they pop up with like franchise or corporate businesses, mm-hmm. the same thing was happening with um, spaces that were already registered to allow food trucks or that had grandfathered spaces in. Mm. A lot of those businesses, like once a food truck decided to leave or they sold or whatever, or the, or the property owner sold the property, they were asking the food trucks to leave and they were turning those properties into something else. Mm. And it is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> the process is not cheap. What, you know, all that you need to have is, is, is not that cheap. And so when you start taking away those spaces for people to come behind um, and all they have to do is just get a permit, then you put, you, you put Athens in a situation where, okay, well, what now? Because, yeah. you know, if you don't have, you know, ten to $30,000 to build a dump station, which is an absolute requirement, um, then, you know, you're already down before you even start, yeah. which is, again, part of why the culinary kitchen came into play and why I'm pushing so hard to, to get everything built. Um, you know, we plan on having a six food truck hub, you know, mm-hmm. along with the commercial space to support um, other types of uh, small businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And the coordinator, the culinary kitchen, um, that, that project, it, it seems like everything that you do, it kind of just runs in together. It's like, it's that purpose, this purpose, that purpose, and you're still giving back and you're still looking out for others. So of course you're going to win in the end because you're, you're, again, you're filling voice where people are, they have a situation where they need help and they just can't, they can't seem to get it because I did, I knew personally, I knew somebody who tried to go into the food truck business. I know it's very expensive. Um, and especially when you don't own the land, uh, you trying to get permits to actually have your food truck somewhere. Cause they do that here in Atlanta right. on certain days. But, um, again, things are quickly changing. Um, when you are, so where are you are in, where are you at in the process with the kitchen? Like, are, are we complete? Are we, um, are we still building? Like, where are we at? You know, unfortunately, I'm three years in, and um, the space that I've been fighting so hard for, especially because of the location, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 it's been a process. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice how my tone kind of changed mm-hmm. about that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of sensitive to me. Um, and so, um, no, we're, we're, we haven't broke ground. We, we haven't signed a lease. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're still we're still having to overcome some obstacles um, in order to get into that space. And yeah. so um, I'm hoping that this year, um, you know, I was, I was told this year should be the year. And so we'll see, um, you know, I don't even want to, you know, I try to avoid even talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, you know, it's one of those, you know, after a while you keep talking about it and people are like, 
well, dang, when's it going to happen? You've been talking yep. about it for three years. Yeah. And even though I'm patient, everybody else is not that patient. You know, I'll, I'll shout them out, V-Taste Cakes. You know, they were patient. They were waiting with us. They were riding with us. You know, I mean, and, and their popularity was growing, 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 growing to the point where they were like, Rashi, we love you, but we can't wait anymore. Yeah. And they went and had to get a commercial space somewhere else. And then they outgrew that space. So mm. they had to, you know, they yeah. now are in another new location. So, yeah. you know, it's disheartening because, I mean, gosh, to be able to say that V-Taste Cakes is still in Athens and they're Athens made and they're Athens product, you know, it's great for Athens. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, we lost them to Atlanta because we don't have what we need now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, like you say, patience, as an entrepreneur, you have to have some sense of patience um, because some things are not in our hands. No matter how hard how hard we work, um, how important we definitely it is to get things done, and um, also just the simple fact of uh, you you want you want to be successful so bad, but you have sometimes some little bumps, some speed bumps that get in your way that keep you from um, accomplishing things. And people who are not part of that process, they look at it and they think that you're not making progress. But they don't know what all is going on behind the scenes because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people have yeah. no idea. Like, None. <laughs> like not even, not they just seeing like, oh, I thought they was going to do this. Why hasn't it happened? Well, you didn't know all the paperwork and all the people I had to talk to and all the stuff I had to get done. And then, yeah, and then, and not even talking about on top of that, the pandemic, because regardless of business, offices are shut down, people are working with skeleton staffs. So a lot of things are delayed. Um, you know, we going through something ourselves right now that is just a lot of things are delayed and um, it's just not like it, it, it should be. But <clears throat> I want to ask you, where do you see uh, your organization in the next five years? Well, <laughs> so again, because everything runs concurrent. Mm-hmm. So as far as Rashi's cuisine, my ultimate goal is to be essentially a golden trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I would like to franchise, you know, yeah, I want to be yeah. in frozen, frozen food sections, except for, you know, not just for one or two appetizers. I want to have like whole course meals, you know, mm-hmm. like the hungry man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we make um, a lot of specialty juices and sauces. So I would love to be able to see those in grocery store shelves. So that leads into the culinary kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I would like to see it up and running so that just like I have dreams and aspirations of being able to sell wholesale retail, I want other businesses in Athens to be able to do that because it makes our community grow. And what makes our community grow and look good brings in other businesses that want to do business with us, which brings in jobs, mm-hmm. which brings in opportunities for our, you know, our our community to not be looked at as one of the poorest communities in georgia yeah people like but y'all have uga right yeah so i would like for us to not just be known for uga i mean shout out to uga i mean you know doing big things but i would like our community to be known for more than just football yeah (laughs) you know in bars yeah (laughs) you know and then that leads to farm to neighborhood which also piggybacks off of the culinary kitchen because if you have more food truck opportunities I can't wait until I'm able to teach other food trucks how to then become 
a culinary kit. I mean, a farm to neighborhood uh, mobile market so that we have more grocery store on wheels that are able to go out to these different food deserts that we have not only in our community, but now let's start looking at Oglethorpe. Let's start looking at, you know, parts of Oconee that people don't think about. You know, yeah. people think Oconee County, they think cha-ching, cha-ching, but guess what? They have areas that look just like us. Yeah. And so, you know, in Jackson County and, you know, and so on and so forth. And so, um, that's where I see myself in five years is being able to have all the organizations grow, but not just grow just for the sake of me growing, but my community growing. Um, because like they say, if you're the only one, you know, sitting on top of the hill, what do you think is going to happen to everybody looking up? Exactly. That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. You have to lift. You have to lift everybody up around you. You can't just. You can't be the one because it's not a good look. Um, no. And and I didn't. It's funny. I was so was talking so much about the form to neighborhood in the in the, uh, the the kitchen that I didn't even ask about the restaurant. Like, what specialty juices do you sell? Do you actually sell that you hope to see on the shelf one day? Um, so our sorrow is a really big deal in our beet juice. Mm-hmm. Um, we do um, we do limeade, um, just a lot of natural juices. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy because people think just because we have a restaurant, oh, well, you you can just fill the bottles and sell it out. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a commercial kitchen is defined by what you sell and. Just because I have a restaurant commercial kitchen doesn't mean I can just completely do whatever I want to do and then sell it off to the next restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I also have to have the same type of commercial space we're trying to build for the culinary kitchen of Athens. Mm. And I think sometimes people don't even think about that. Like the culinary kitchen of Athens, that commercial space wouldn't just help uh, farmers and other local vendors. It would also help restaurants like myself who want to be able to sell our own product mm-hmm. and then when that product is popular, we want to be able to ship it out and sell it to other restaurants as well. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like for instance, I, I have my own, um, coffee through jittery Joe's called mm. Rashi's roast. And it's as close to Jamaican coffee as we can get. Mm. And, and then I also have, um, my own candy chocolate line through Condor chocolates. And so we have a jerk dark chocolate, which is made with pineapple and coconut and jerk and cashews. Mm. And then we also have a mango dark chocolate, which is mango and cashews. Mm. And so these are things that, you know, I love Condor and Jittery Joe's, but I also know some smaller coffee producers who, if they were in a commercial space, imagine, you know, I could do that partnership with them and imagine, you know, what we would be able to do. So, you know, it, I mean, it it all works together. And I'm glad you were able to point that out. Because some people say, oh, you're doing too much. Well, it doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this? It's, it's like, dude, it's all the same book. It's just yeah. different chapters. Exactly, exactly. And 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 that all comes um, because we kind of just do the same thing here. I mean, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a nutritionist. I have a podcast. We have merch. We have all the say, Well, why do you do all? Because it's all the same. We talk about health. You know, we highlight in the community which is, is, that's part of your mental health, your spiritual health, your financial health. Like all that, all this co- coincides. It, it, co- it, it all is one big gumbo. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's mixed up and it's going right. to taste good. You know, you just, that's just how it goes. So, no, I see as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. 
I mean, you can't, when you have a problem, you can't just take care of that problem from one angle. It's not going to work. And food deserts, fresh fruits and vegetables and all this, that is a problem. A lot of people don't understand that because they can just go to their Kroger or Walmart or whatever. But what if you don't have all of these places? Exactly. You know, they don't think about that. And I, it, it's, it's really bad. Right here, even in Atlanta, in certain parts of Atlanta, you can't go get, like, you have to drive so far. So right. it's like you have to hit that problem from multiple angles. So I love what you're doing because you're not just doing, say, oh, I'm just going to do the fresh, the farmer's market. No, I'm going to do the kitchen and I have the restaurant. So now you all can come get a piece. If you don't want to go to the farmer's market, we'll come to the restaurant. You know, you know, if you don't want, you want to have somebody, you want something to come, come to the kitchen. Let's go ahead and get it in. Let's get, get it supplied to the people who need to get it. So no, I'm very, um, I'm very impressed with what you're doing. So you just keep doing what you're doing. You've been doing it a while. Um, things are going to work out. It's just sometimes it takes us a little bit longer and other people to jump on board that should be on board to get things going. So I really do appreciate you. I gotta, I have to ask you before you go though, did you pick up any healthy habits during the pandemic? Let me tell you, absolutely. <laughs> Good. So I, I, I'm constantly asked to do different variations of vegan food because, so I'm a very moody cook. Okay. And so um, my menu changes very regularly um, okay. because okay. I also recognize people's taste buds change regularly. Mm -hmm. And so people get upset with me. They go, but this week I want it. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. That was last week. You know, this mm -hmm. week we, we move on. Mm -hmm. You know, plus when you're dealing with your community, you, you want to keep up with trends, but at the same time, you also want to create habits. Yep. And so one of the things that we're, we're, we're constantly called since we came into to existence as far as Athens um, knows us this way in the mm -hmm. restaurant, um, they always called us the healthier Jamaican or the healthy Jamaican <laughs> because, you know, um, we don't use fat back and we don't put meat in everything and we're not using animal products. You know, a lot of our sides are vegan, mm -hmm. but that's how we eat in Jamaica. And yeah. so... You know, if it's yam, it's yam. If it's, it's kalaloo, it's kalaloo. You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, but one of the things that I did pick up was, is um, I'm really working harder on different types of vegan um, foods, but that aren't the same old same. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, you know, it's easy to put curry in everything, you mm -hmm. know, and, mm -hmm. and, and throw it in a roti. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. So yep. I've been yep. working on different variations. So what I do is um, having the farmers market. We do um, a prepackaged cold meal, mm -hmm. and so um, I I take different things from the bag and I just iron chef it every week. Mm. And so now I'm actually about to start putting out videos, um, actually showing. But these will be cooked products as well as cold products. We can only sell the cold products because of the EBT. Yeah. But the cook products we will work on because um, we give people the um, recipe cards, but I'm now going to start doing my own versions of different types of, of videos um, showing people how to do really quick vegan-inspired meals. Nice. Um, and so even if they just want to add it as a side, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. it's still something that any and everyone could be able to do. Yeah. Absolutely. That is, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, actually, we have a cooking show as well for quick vegan meals. Uh, and it started back this month. We took a little hiatus, 
But um, I think because a lot of people ask me, they say, oh, it, but it's hard. Or they tell me it's hard to be a vegan, even though they never tried it. it I, it's hard. It has to be hard because <laughs> you can't just go and get things and everything take forever to cook and everything fresh. No, actually, there's a lot of quick meals you can throw together um, that are yes. vegan. Yeah. So I, I said, well, let's do a little cooking show and just things that people eat, you know, uh, tuna made out of chickpeas and things like that, you know. So it, it, it's definitely um, that's that's awesome that you are a chef and you are doing that because I don't I will never call myself a chef. I just can cook a little bit. <laughs> but uh that is that is really really awesome. Yeah, 20, 2020, uh, I, I'm I'm not a very I'm I'm not a judgmental person. I always I know either people picked up bad habits or good habits, but most people I actually speak with they picked up very very great habits. If it's just meditation, taking therapy, getting more sleep, which we don't do as a people, we always yeah 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 exactly we don't we don't get enough sleep so. Get more sleep, whatever it is, and the fact that you said, "Hey, I can actually make more uh, vegan meals." That is that is pretty awesome. So, yeah. again, well, you know, I, I will say this. I'm glad you mentioned therapy. Um, you know, I'm just going to be honest to your audience. I did start seeing a therapist. Nice. Um, COVID had a lot of my peers, and I mean, they were committing suicide at rates that were just unheard. Even some of them that were still open mm-hmm. and seemingly doing well. It just really took a toll on my industry, not just even here in Athens, but like even friends that I have in the industry outside of Athens. Mm-hmm. And I lost a lot of friends, not even just to COVID, but, you know, to suicide. Yeah. And, uh, or, you know, um, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I went to therapy. Actually, my husband and I both, actually, my husband and I both went mm-hmm. um, to therapy, but I kept going, especially for myself, because one of the things we didn't want to run into is, okay, so if we hit rock bottom and lose everything, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to turn into, you know, X, Y, and Z? You know, mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we were still going to keep our sanity. And I know, especially in our community, sometimes that can be very taboo, even though I feel like it's, it's definitely more acceptable now. Yeah. But I think that when people who are in certain positions are honest, about, mm-hmm. Yeah, guess what? I'm seeing somebody, you know, I, I got to, you know, um, you know, if nothing else, just to just to just to talk to somebody who has no vested interest in what you have going on. Absolutely. And being a soundboard for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, my background is in psychology. And so I always tell people uh, therapy is is could be your best friend if you're honest mm-hmm. and you go through the steps. Um, it's nothing to be ashamed about because there's a lot of things that we don't talk about as a community. We sweep under the rug. Or we just say, get over it. You always, or you tell people to go pray. And that's, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But you can't pray away everything. You know, I always tell people, you need to actually go get some, go, let's go talk to someone, you know. So um, I commend you for that. I commend you and your husband for that because a lot of people would just, like you say, they will explode they don't know what they don't know what the harm that they cause themselves but not just talking just telling somebody what's on their mind um mm-hmm. so yeah that's 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 definitely a great habit that you picked up um healthy habit for seeking out therapy so again i commend you for that 
Um, I want to just thank you for coming on today. Uh, before you go, could you please tell the people how they can contact you, all your social media, your email, your phone, all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, YouTube, I have channels, but I'm working on it. Y'all work with me. Um, so you can find me at Rashi Cuisine, uh, the Culinary Kitchen of Athens, or Farm, the number two neighborhood. Um, the restaurant number, which will allow you to be able to get in touch with me, is 706-850-4164. And my email is Rashi, R-A-S-H-E-C-U-I-S-I-N-E at gmail.com or the CK of Athens at gmail.com or farm, T-O neighborhood at gmail.com. Nice. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Um, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All What up, Tate Schoolers? If you liked that last episode, make sure that you like, share, and comment. We want to make sure that we keep bringing you all what you, what you want to hear, what areas and spaces you want to uh, learn more about. So make sure you keep sending those to us, and we'll try our best to accommodate. We're going to start actually changing the format up a little bit. We're going to start showing more video recorded uh, interviews that we have. We will be putting those up on our YouTube page, which is Tate School of Fitness. You can, if you want to follow, us on all platforms is Tate School of Fitness, okay? Tate School of Fitness 1, and of course, the Fitness Corner Podcast. So you can definitely follow us, uh, keep sending us messages and whatnot. We'll try our best to make sure that we get these individuals on that you are requesting. Next month is a busy month, as you all know. Wellness Wednesdays will be cranking back up in May. Uh, got some other things up on our sleeves. Just got to wait on some final things that happen to see what we're going to roll out for you all next month. Uh, I'm always in the lab working on more, um, getting more education about training. I'm actually in the middle of working on my strength and conditioning uh, certification. So that's going to bring some more um, brand new and exciting movements and things to the fitness side of this whole thing. So make sure that you uh, just keep up. Well, what we got going on, because a lot of stuff is dropping this year. Going to be a very, very busy year, very busy summer, a lot of traveling, a lot of just getting the health and wealth out there to you all. So make sure that you um, you keep up, turn on your notifications. We drop something every day um, in the middle also of a push-up challenge. If you are not that great in push-ups and you want to get better in push-ups, we have a push-up challenge going on right now for beginners 50 a day. Uh, intermediate 100 a day and advanced 200 a day and you can just space it out throughout the day. What I do personally is I just do 10 sets of 20 throughout the day and make sure I get my 200. So if you want pointers and tips on push-ups, you can reach out to me as well. I think that is very great foundational movement. So we do have that challenge going on right now. Uh, so just check in with me, tap in with me, follow the page, see what I see the progress that I'm making 
And I'm going to make sure that we do this until June 1, uh, the push-up challenge. So come join us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You see a lot of improvement in yourself. So, you know, it's, it's good. Good. Health as well. So make sure that you keep moving. Make sure that you keep getting your rest, meditating, guarding your peace, because that's all important. But lastly, but not least, um, thank you. As always, we're very, very grateful. Uh, we really do appreciate you all for rocking with us all this time. About to embark on episode 50, which is major, very major. Can't believe that we're here. So um, definitely, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much for all the support. And as always, have a fit day.